0: So if you listen to my podcast, keep it with Alexander Garrett, if you listen to my podcast on Saturday, you know that I welcome Josh Tapp, who is part of the Lucky Titan, the tribe. And uh, as a as a Lucky Titan, as part of the tribe, you get to know other people, part of this great group Josh put together. And out of my podcast with him, he ended up referring me to this next guest I have, uh, Bradley Walker first of all Bradley welcome in for the first time uh, secondly I know you write for Iron IQ Media and Floost Sports on NGSCSports.com but I brought you on because you actually covered the um, the Outback Bowl tell me what you thought of that game
1: uh, Alex it was an absolute great uh, experience um, again I covered the USF Bowls all for the last two seasons. But this was my very first uh, bowl game. Um, I would have to say that the way that the media is treated at major bowl games is like a cut above just going and covering a regular, you know, college football game. Um, you know, uh, it was great, right from the get go, getting there, and the overall game was great. Um, I think the Big Ten. If you're a Big Ten fans out there. You need to be starting to pay attention to Minnesota. Um, That is a team that is on the rise. P.J. Fleck has them playing very well. I saw that high-option offense that you run. The defense is great. Um, And they were able to keep Bo Nix and the Auburn Tigers on their heels that entire game. And they were able, of course, in the end to... Cause stopped them on fourth down and got and got the win. Took the knee and everybody in Raymond James Stadium and some maroon and gold were on their feet cheering and row the boat. And all the blue and orange fans, the Auburn Tiger fans, were leaving Raymond James kind of upset.
0: Well, it was a great. I mean, <clears throat> I remember it was a pretty hectic game to be honest with you uh, at that outback game. But you mentioned how strong Minnesota is. I mean, they're on a tear. Uh, they were mostly all the season, weren't
1: they? Yeah, they were actually. I I actually talked to an Ohio State Buckeye fan over the weekend, and he was actually told me that the one team that he actually feared towards the end of the season was Minnesota. Now Ohio State beat them. I don't know if Ohio State played them or not down the stretch, but he was worried that Ohio State was going to play them in the Big Ten championship game. Unfortunately, Wisconsin would the you know their opponent. But um, yeah, you know even though even you know even the 90 Buckeyes were kind of scared of Minnesota. Sort of, uh,
0: and, uh, and and they will have a, a better future ahead, as you say, so I, I agree with you there. Now, there was another big game last night, which I'm sure you watched and everybody watched, because Joe Burrow did what he did against Alabama. He's just been solid all the time. Where What, what do you take away from his performance last night and LSU's rise, once again, to the championship level?
1: Well, you know, uh, there's going to be one word I'm going to use with Joe Burrow, and that's humble. Um, I think you kind of saw that when he won the Heisman Trophy, the speech that he gave, uh, the emotional speech that he gave um, at the Heisman uh, presentation. I think that he's a very humble guy. Um, You know, last night in the beginning of that football game, I think Clemson came out and punched LSU in the mouth. And then LSU responded by knocking them out completely and taking the game, taking over the game. But uh, as far as uh, LSU, I mean, you, can, you go back to Ed Ogeron, Coach O has got them. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I live in Florida. I'm a huge Florida Gator fan. You know, that was one of the games we mark on our calendar every year. You know, beat LSU in Georgia, but LSU definitely. And LSU handed us pretty well, and Coach O had that team buzzing all season, and they deserve to be the national champion. I mean, I you know, Clemson is a good team, and, the, you know, the interesting thing about them is they're going to be right back there next year because Trevor Lawrence is not going to the NFL. So they're going to be right back at the top next year. Uh, the Tigers will be, Clemson will be, obviously.
0: Well, and, and let me ask you this. So, Joe Burrow, though, will not be back. I, you got to believe he's declaring for the draft now,
1: right? I would, yeah, I would say, Alex, I will venture to say that he'll be the first overall pick uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals most likely. That's who will pick him up uh, now that uh, I think the Bengals will either – I don't know what they're going to do with Andy Dalton. I don't know if he's going to stay as a backup or he'll go. Um, you know, Like I said, being down here in – in, in, I live in the Tampa area in Florida – Andy Gallen's been rumored to be replacing Jameis Winston as the Buccaneers quarterback, so I don't really know how that's going to go. But, yeah, I would say that Joe probably will be the number one overall pick uh, in the draft in April.
0: Now, uh, I'm talking with Bradley Walker. He actually writes for NGSC Sports. If you want to give us a little background on that, feel free.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so what I do with them, Alex, uh, that is – an all sports website, um, I um, got to go to the Outback Bowl. They were the ones that got me the credentials for that. Um, the other website I write for is I Rock Media. That's the USF Bulls. I get the credentials through us for USF through them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, my writings on it. I write about all sports, other than maybe outside of NASCAR and soccer. I don't really cover that. Other than that, I will write about anything else.
0: So what's got your mind filled up today to, to write for NGSC? What are you thinking about writing next?
1: Uh, I will be writing, actually, I'll be writing a golf article. Golf happens to be a very close sport to my heart, um, being that I'm 36. I've been playing the game personally since I was five. Uh, my late uncle taught me how to play when I was a young kid. And I'll be writing about Tiger Woods and his schedule coming out here in 2020. In a couple of weeks, we'll be seeing him in his first tournament as he tries to break – Sam Sneed's win record uh, in golf, which he's now currently tied with Sam Steed. But if he wins one more tournament, he will have broken the winning re- wins record.
0: Which no one believed he could do <laughs> as soon as he injured that leg, right? Everybody thought he was done for and then, of course, the whole affair happened. But he has recovered so well and you could tell the fans Correct. love him judging by the way he won the Masters. I mean, that was incredible.
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, that, that Alex, I think when he won it at Augusta last year in April... I think that was kind of like the, the momentum swing that golf needed for that year. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is when he plays, uh, you know, if you watch golf on TV, not a lot of people do, but the ratings are always up when he's playing. And when, the rate, when he's not playing, the ratings are not as good. So the PGA and golf in general, the golfing world hopes he stays around here. But, yeah, he is – come back and i mean his swing may not be as powerful as it was when he was younger but it still works and he's still winning tournaments.
0: well you know now that we're on golf for a second obviously there are many out there who just follow the big tournaments right you got the the masters you got the british you got the u.s you got the PJ. but <laughs> you and i also know that they do a bunch of tournaments within all that because um, we follow the sports scene closely so i want to get your reaction to the <laughs> davis cup i mean look I know there's infighting on the U.S. side. Can you explain to that to me what's going on? You
1: know what, Alex? I don't. I don't. I didn't even know there was an issue going on with the Davis Cup at like the premium. You know, I didn't get a really chance to even look up that. So I apologize for you asking. No the worries. I just that know that. I, I, think, answer. Yeah.
0: I think Patrick Reed was acting up or something while on the tour. He wanted. Oh, make...
1: you refer- I'm sorry. You're referring to the President's Cup. Sorry. Yeah. The, okay. The President's to? Cup.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, that that incident. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, I think what it was—I don't think it was so much Patrick. I think it was his caddy. Uh, his caddy got into a fist fight with a fan. If I read into it correctly, from what I've read, um, I was really surprised. Uh, in all honesty, um, how bad the U.S. team fell behind and had to come back on Sunday to win to win the Presidents Cup number one, but. Uh, to get back to your question, yeah Patrick Reed's caddy got into a fist fight with a fan and was suspended. I don't know Alex personally if Patrick has got a new caddy um, you know golf when you when you hire your caddy, it's like having a family member I mean you have to trust that person to an extent because they're your you know they're your coach they're out there helping you get around the golf course so few very very few golfers will go through a lot of caddies unless they're just you know unless the golfer themselves is a, a, an issue most likely the caddy that usually that they start with usually is the one that they end up with i know tiger's gone through a, a fair share himself but i mean it's very very few and far between when you got, you got to pick the right guy or the right girl to be your caddy to be the the, the, the person you trust the most so, in all honesty, I don't know if Patrick has fired his caddy or they're still together. That I don't know.
0: Well, I guess it's still something to look out for because I, I do believe the caddy makes the difference in the world for these guys.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: And, and so, you're right about golf. And I, I think one of the gals on the women's circuits having a baby, aren't they? One of them announced. I think it was Michelle Wee.
1: Michelle Wee, yeah. She, she's retired. Uh, she retired years ago from the LPGA tour, she was actually supposed to be, I don't know, she probably still will be, she's part of the CBS golf team that's supposed to be at the Masters this year, um, I'm sorry, ABC, no, it's a visit that covers the Masters, it's not ESPN, it's going to be ABC that covers, I forget covers how the networks do it, but she's supposed to be part of, I think the CBS team is what she's supposed to guess, but she just announced today that she's going to have a uh, baby, yes, that's correct.
0: So, uh, Bradley Walker, you're writing for NGSC. You're you, well. First of all, you're writing about sports. That's the main. Thing. You're writing about sports and NGSC, but and then your podcast. So, is this what you hoped to do when you were younger? Are you fulfilling your dream right now with all of the work? Did you always want to be in sports?
1: Yeah, Alex, I wanted to be actually a play-by-play guy. Uh, that's kind of like the ultimate goal. Same here. To be a play-by-play guy. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the coolest jobs um, that you can have. I mean, no matter if it's, you know, in the majors or minor leagues or whatever, because I think you kind of get to be a part of the team and, and that kind of thing. I think you you go through the emotions when they're going through bad times and you're there when they're going through the good times. So, um, yeah, I mean, this uh, the writing thing happened first. And now the podcasting thing is is taking off. So, you know, I'm kind of hoping that leads to the next step. But, I mean, even if I'm just a podcaster for life, I would even accept that. But the ultimate goal definitely is to be a, excuse me, a play by play guy.
0: Now, you have the Walker Report. It airs Thursday nights, 8 to 10 Eastern. Uh, What do you generally cover on that podcast?
1: That, Alex, is an all sports podcast. Actually, I just today, um, I'll actually print out. On that show will actually be on tomorrow night because I'm going to be going out of town for the weekend, so it'll be on special tomorrow night from 10 p.m. till midnight uh, Eastern Standard Time. But I just went today. I have about 130 something pages and notes I got to print out and go through uh, prep-wise before tomorrow night show. Um, I talk about everything. I try to cover everything. Um, I mean, I'm talking boxing, MMA, football, college and pro, uh, you know, all, all those things. I try to cover NASCAR, soccer, golf, tennis, everything that's going on. I try to touch on that because I feel that if you only talk about certain things, you're not reaching everybody out there. I mean, there are people that don't watch pro football or college football or pro basketball. They watch tennis or they're a soccer fan or they're a NASCAR fan. So you got to try to cover them and get them on, and get them involved as much as you can. So I try to cover everything I can. Um, that is my very first podcast. So in a way, that's the baby. That's the one that I hope will grow into me being paid one day to do this. Um, so that's the one that, and the other one that I have, I just changed changed the name on the other one, and that will also be just strictly because my home state is Florida. That's going to cover strictly just the state of Florida, where the Walker report is national. That's, you know, the whole world in general. So that's the difference between the two of them.
0: I I will ask about Conor McGregor, because that's a character to follow, isn't he? I mean, that is uh, MMA. He he is a character one and through and through.
1: It's it's funny that you say that, out because I think I have about two or three things I actually printed out there. I looked at today that I'm going to talk about tomorrow. Um, I saw something today that he wants thirty million dollars to fight uh, his next M at, at UFC, and if he gets the thirty million, it will put him in the billionaire category. I guess I, I don't really know. I don't know what what his what his net worth is. But he is a character, and I think MMA really, you know, he's one of those guys that draws views to their pay-per-views. He's also a guy that will get you to go buy tickets if you're a local, wherever the pay-per-view is taking place, wherever the events take place. He's a fan guy. Now, there are a lot of people out there in MMA that don't like him. They think he's arrogant, and they think the way he carries himself is... You know, not, you know, not what a MMA fighter should do, but I don't think he cares. Uh, he does what he does, and that's what he is, and that's the person that he is. So to him, as long as he's getting paid, he don't care how, you know, which way he acts, if he pisses people off or, you know, whatever. That's, that's Conor McGregor right there in a nutshell.
0: Well, let me ask you, I, I don't follow fighting that much, but do you feel like the WWE started to feel like they were losing the MMA, so they decided to roll out another Friday Night SmackDown, whatever you want to call it, because they felt they were losing ground to MMA? Uh,
1: well, I mean, it's those are really, really hard to, to compare because, again, we all, I mean, <laughs> the same mind people know that the WWE is all scripted. I mean, there are a few people out there that believe that that's real, but it is what it is. I'm not trying to, you know, dog on anyone who thinks the WWE is actually real. <laughs> um, but the, um, you know... Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, Alex, a lot of things, you know, with the WWE, their ratings, I, from what I've read, have been falling as of you know, a couple of years ago. So they're trying to figure out how to get their ratings back up. I think the one sport that kind of hurt, they hurt the, the UFC hurts the most, I think is boxing. Uh, boxing, again, was the most popular, you know, fighting sport on the planet. You know, when you had you know Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson, I'm missing a whole bunch of boxers through the era, through the era, the different years. But I mean, as far you know, the MMA has kind of taken over that that fighting, those fighting fans that now, you know, may not may have been boxing fans, but now they're not because they would rather watch USC. Now there are some people out there that still watch boxing. Um, I think boxing is back on the rise again. But uh, the UFC right now, out of the fighting, you know, out of your WWE, AEW, boxing, and then, of course, uh, UFC, I think UFC still has, the, they, they have the number one spot.
0: Well, we'll, uh, we'll have to see how that progresses. Now, I want to switch your attention because I know you have two hours. I'm sure you will definitely cover this. This is Jim Crane, okay. the owner of the Astros.
1: We need to move forward okay. with a clean slate. And the Astros will become stronger, a stronger organization because of this today.
0: And what's he referring to? The firing of both A.J. Hinch and the GM. I mean, the way that's all gone down, are you surprised by that? Are you shocked by that?
1: No, Alex, I'm not surprised. I think what uh, the ownership of the Astros is trying to get at is He wants to, I mean, again, he's not going to be able to clear the organization entirely of this mess that, you know, that they're in. Um, But I think what he's trying to do is I think he's trying to get away from this because I think if he had kept both of them and they were originally suspended for one year, had they gone... On the road, you know, as we all know, the media would have eaten them for lunch. Every stop that they made, and even at home at Minute Maid Park, that question would have come up every freaking press conference. Okay, so now A.J.'s not here. You got, I mean, this is this hypothetical situation. You guys have won 15 games in a row. You guys are cruising, and A.J.'s not here. So obviously the cheating thing didn't matter, and A.J. didn't matter. How do you answer those questions? I think the ownership said, "Okay, we need to get a clean slate and get out of here and clean this mess up as best as we can before it you know it really gets bad." I mean, you know, Alex, here's what I, I'm a Boston Red Sox fan, and I have a funny feeling the same thing's going to happen to the Red Sox sure. because Alex Cora was part of AJ Hinch's bench coach that led you know when the Astros won the World Series, and now the Red Sox get busted for. Not the same thing, but something similar to it. So I don't think Al Scorer is free liberty here yet. He might be suspended for a year. I don't know. I read an article today um, from Nesson, which is the New England Sports Network up in Boston, up in Massachusetts, and they said they don't think they're going to fire him prior to the investigation being completed. Now, they didn't say that after the investigation was done that it could lead to him being fired. But, I mean, I don't – I mean, A.J., but, see, the, the thing is, okay, so they, 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 they fired these two guys. They fined the organization $5 million. They took away draft picks. The funny thing about draft picks in baseball is they don't always make it to the major leagues. And the Astros were picking so late in rounds one and two anyway, being at how good they are. They, they were in the World Series again last year. They lost to the Nationals. But So they're going to pick, what, 31st, 30th in the draft. Nine times that of ten, those four picks that they lost probably weren't going to get to the majors anyway. So really what hurt them the most was now they have to go out and get a new manager. I think they've already named their bench coach as their new manager. And they don't have to get a new GM, obviously. But I know this is – this is. I think Rod Manfred did the right thing. I really honestly can say I think the punishment fit the crime because – he handed it down and then you know the ownership saying okay well then we're going to take it the rest of the way and they did by firing their manager and their gm
0: now we didn't really have this debate back in the steroid era because except for clemens not many of them actually won a ring on steroids like sosa mcguire bonds but here we are another cheating uh situation saga you know and and now there is a real debate. Should we strip the title? Should they be stripped of the World Series title? Now, if these guys actually went along with it, like the players, that's a valid argument because it seems like they were okay with all that was going on.
1: Yeah, I really honestly don't think you can strip World Series titles away. I I, the, well, I know my local radio here in Tampa, they were talking about that yesterday on the radio after they fired A.J. Henshie Company. And they said, "Oh, well, why don't you just give the title to the Dodgers?" Well, you can't take rings away. You can't take a banner away. And baseball is not going to do that. Um, you know, they're just not going to do that. That that's not going to happen. So, all you can do is if you know, if it wants to please the fans outside of, you know, outside of Boston, outside of Houston, to put an asterisk next to their World Series championship. I mean, that's all you can do. I mean, they have asterisks. I mean, in my opinion, I'm a baseball fan and still still to this day I think Hank Aaron is still the all time home runs leader. That's just my opinion. I know a lot of people are gonna say no it's Barry Bonds, but Barry Bonds cheated. So right. Hank yep. Aaron is still the all time home runs leader. He didn't cheat and you know the same thing with Mark McGuire breaking uh, Roger Maris's, you know, single season home run record. My opinion, Roger Maris is still the home run leader until somebody who's clean passes there, but it won't go that way, obviously, because baseball is baseball, and that's the way it is. So I would think that they could just put an asterisk next to those, you know, the 2017 and 2016 and 17 World Series and call it a day, or 2018, call it a day, because they're not going to take the titles away from Houston and Boston. It's not going to happen.
0: Now, I also know that Major League Baseball was silencing teams or something like that, not to talk about the Astros. Is that right?
1: I believe so. I, I think what the what baseball is trying to do is we draw closer. I think within the next month or two, we'll have uh, pitchers and catchers reporting to you know their respective uh, respective areas and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, uh, I I think it, it should be a hush hush situation.
0: Well, I don't know. I, I think if they're going to speak freely, they should be able to. But I guess I could see your point. Right. But uh, and then you, you think about it, all these guys are going to go to the ballparks now. I mean, you're still going to have the guys from that team at every single ballpark this year. And how do you think they're going to get re- I mean, they were booed vociferously before this came out. Now imagine this vitriol toward them. That's going to happen.
1: Uh, they're going to get. Yeah, they there. There won't be any. <laughs> there won't be any love for those guys. Uh, there won't be any love. Uh, I can tell you that right now. They're 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 not there's not going to be Alex any love for for Houston or, or for Boston so when they're on the road they're going to get booed they're going to get called cheaters and stuff like that that's just I think the players kind of know that's coming so yeah that, that'll definitely be a definite this year
0: so so you're in Florida and uh, a lot of stuff's been going down there we have Jacksonville in Disarray we've just had a couple of sports stories out of there I mean Right in your area, the Lightning are trying to rebound from last year's sweep. What, what's your sense of Florida sports right now?
1: Uh, the Lightning are back. Um, they're back. Uh, I'm just going to say that after they uh, had a 10-game winning streak. Uh, I personally was at the game last Thursday night when they, when they beat um, the Arizona Coyotes 4-0. Um, so um, they're back. The question with the Buccaneers is, are they going to bring Jameis Winston back? The question with the Miami Dolphins, are they going to draft Tua and Jacksonville? I don't know. That team is in disarray. Uh, The Jaguars or the Jaguars. Um, But, yeah, I mean, as far as Florida sports goes, it's going pretty well. Again, spring training is about to start, so we'll get a little bit more into the Rays and Marlins in the next couple months. And then, of course, you know, with USF getting a new head coach and Florida being – I think the Supreme team this year in Florida, Miami, will be back. Manny Diaz will have that team figure out what happened that season and Florida State has a new head coach. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, and he's still got UCF. So we'll have to wait and see the, with those five schools coming up, you know, as the year goes on, how they recruit and what can prepare them for, you know, this upcoming August.
0: It's good to have a sports show and you cover everything. I I mean, I guess everybody does it, but sometimes you could tell when someone – doesn't like talking about one sport over the other. And that if you're a sports guy, you have to love all sports, you know?
1: Correct, correct, absolutely.
0: So how would you get involved with the Lucky Titan? I'm very curious with this. How did you and Josh connect?
1: Um, I connected, uh, Alex, with Josh on, actually on LinkedIn. Um, I happened to put on that I podcasted, and he actually saw my profile and messaged me and said that there was a cool group that he wanted to hook me up with and uh, i am here
0: and this is how we met so josh th- this is about the second or third guest i've had from lucky titan both sports driven by the way so you could tell i'm always about getting different perspectives on sports because we all don't have the same brain we have different views on how sports goes and i treasure it every time i get someone on that that has a different voice to it correct Uh, So please come back, and, uh, you know, it it was fun chatting with you, and we got to do this again.
1: Sounds good, Alex, and I'll have you on my show as well. I'll get you on my show as well.
0: Let's do it. I'll talk to you soon. All right. I'm Alexander Garrett. This is the Sports Hour section of Keep It Real with Alexander Garrett.